You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what is new and innovative in education. I'm your host, Jessica, and today we're listening to a conversation with Dr. Donna Hausman. Dr. Hausman is a clinical psychologist and founder of the Hausman Institute, a Boston-based early childhood training, research, and advocacy organization. This institute also features its own lab school, Beginnings. In these challenging times, Dr. Hausman has been providing insights to parents who are having to not only adjust to the stress of having to self-quarantine and social distance, but also become full-time teachers and caregivers to their children. Let's listen in as Dr. Hausman talks with Rebecca about the importance of mental health among parents, teachers, and students. Welcome, Dr. Donna Hausman, our clinical psychologist and founder of the Boston-based Hausman Institute, an early childhood training, research, and advocacy organization, and its lab school, Beginnings. Could you tell us a little bit more about your work and your background for our listeners? Sure. Uh, My background is in psychology. I've been a psychologist for many decades. And, you know, working with children, adolescents, families, um, and the focus really early on was working with adolescents that were depressed, suicidal, uh, really intense emotions, um, and they were really having a hard time dealing with with their emotions and managing um, and, and regulating their emotions. And, you know, although we would go retrospectively to really understand more about what was happening, I decided that it was really important to start to go prospectively in terms of one's emotional health. And that's when um, I began to really create a program that helped children and teachers and parents really begin to understand and deal with their emotions in much more effective and successful ways. And and that's how we started Begin to Excel, which is a program in, in doing that. It's really equipping teachers Uh, and parents and children with the tools and the skills to really deal more effectively with their emotions, their own and and those of others, and really having a toolkit, if you will, Mm -hmm. to really be able to deal lifelong with with emotions, with stress, with anxiety in effective and and helpful ways. You bring up teachers. So I think, you know, we've been reading and hearing and in many cases seeing that strain on our teachers. Um, You have shared that there are increased signs of stress and burnout trends even seen before COVID. That's correct. Uh, In addition to telling us a little bit more about that data you've gathered, could you share more about the causes of that stress? Sure. You know, as you just said, Rebecca, um, the stress is not new, but it's been exacerbated by what is happening around us for all of us. But even prior to to this, uh, teachers have been really dealing with um, overwork and feeling undervalued. Uh, And things have been really difficult because they're not just working with children and teaching children. They're also having to work with their parents and, you know, the emotions of parents as well. So in dealing with children and who behavior has also become much more dysregulated, Um, not having the support and the tools and skills that they need to be able to deal with the the emotions of the children, these intense emotions, but also more importantly, their own emotions. Because we, we know that children develop in the context of relationships, which mean 
Uh, teachers have very important, intense relationships with the children that they're teaching. So that if the teacher or the parent isn't really able to deal effectively with their own emotions, children are emotional detectives, if you will, and they pick up our emotions. They sure are. <laughs> they respond to them. So if we're not dealing really well with our own emotions, children pick that up and they end up feeling unsettled and anxious um, and, and really needing a model as teachers typically are really important models for children. They need a model that is modeling kind of positive interactions and positive responses. And in order to really do that, consistently and effectively, teachers need their own support and, and feedback and help to be able to do it in the best possible way. So that the stress that started before just because of overwork and, and not feeling valued, you kind of multiply that now with the concerns and the worries of, you know, the, the virus um, and not just, you know, teachers are, are many, in many ways, kind of selfless, you know, their passion and their commitment is working with children and really providing them not only the skills for learning, but also really providing them skills for their social and emotional development. Mm -hmm. So in order, again, to be able to do that effectively, they really need to be able to have the support, not only of the administrators that they're working for, um, but also the support of being able to understand and deal in, in better ways with their own emotionality. And that way they're gonna be able to be more effective in terms of not only working with the children, but in their job performance. I can certainly relate to that as a trained educator and teacher in my past and now parent now I think about all the teachers I know and all the work they put in certainly true before COVID and now more so. So Much I appreciate so. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, it's interesting. There was um, a survey that was done back in April, and this was done by the um, Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence in collaboration with CASEL, which is collaborative for academic social emotional learning. And uh, they were really interested in what was happening for, for teachers during this period of time. So they, they sent out a, a survey asking them what they were feeling. And 5,000 teachers responded within just a couple of days and talked about the anxiety and the stress and the worry um, and, and the tension. And um, so that they were then beginning to wonder, is it, was it different before? Um, and they had done a survey back in 2017. Um, and what they found was that there were very similar feelings back then um, and again, for reasons having to do with what we were just talking about a moment ago in terms of, you know, feeling overwhelmed with the, um, with the job um, and the imbalance between, you know, work and, and their own life, um, as well as not having the kind of support and, and feedback that they needed to really not only help them with the children that they were dealing with and, and parents, but also 
for themselves. So things have been going on for a while in terms of teacher stress. It's just been exacerbated recently with all the realities of what everybody is having to face with. And also teachers having to learn new technology right now. And, you know, the changes that are happening day by day, whether they're going to be teaching remotely and having to learn all of that or being in the classroom. So there's a lot happening for them, and they really are needing a lot of support right now. You bring up a good point. I I know it's been said before, but in other professions, as we are moving through this phase, we're able to share our discomfort and our insecurities and our vulnerabilities with our staff, with our teams. But many times, teachers are like leaders. They are in front of a classroom of little ones who are depending on them to have this figured out, very similar to folks that lead organizations and lead companies. And in that way, they don't get to share that vulnerability all the time. Maybe have some times with the staff, but they really have to show up, as you're saying, and present. And that causes a lot more stress, I'm sure. That's correct. Absolutely. And that is one of the reasons why they need the opportunities for um, professional development in helping them be able to share their emotions and be able to learn how to be able to express them in ways that are going to be helpful not only to themselves but to the children that they're working with. Because, you know, in terms of modeling, we lead by example, but in order to lead that way, we really have to be able to be effectively dealing with the emotions that drive our behavior, um, and also our thinking and our, and our performance. Uh, I think about the airplane mask yes. message that we often, <laughs> often right. repeat, right? That's um, right. So in order for you know, us to be able to be available to, to the children that we're working with, like in the airplane, we have to put on our oxygen mask first so that our needs are being taken care of, so then we can care for, for the child that's needing our help and our, our guidance. That brings up, um, well, I have a colleague who is sharing how everything right now is important, and prioritizing the urgency can be the challenge. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that many educators are, are feeling this way right now. Um, particularly ones with their own children at home. That's it right. is also an easy time maybe to let go of some of those things if they don't seem urgent, but some of these just are tending to ourselves like you're sharing. Could you provide, I think, some strategies? I think we could really benefit from that insight that you have and some hope about ways that we could move forward. Right. Um, being able to be flexible and you know, not feel that everything has to be, you know, a to B to C, but re- recognizing there's a lot of change that's going on around us and that n- to be able to be flexible in dealing with what is happening around us is, is critical as well as being able to make sure that um, we understand what needs to happen and how to be able to give ourselves a little bit more freedom to not judge so critically, not blame ourselves, and that we're in this together, we're learning as we're going, and to allow room for that to happen. You know, some of the things that can help us get to that place is by recognizing how we're feeling and being able to be aware of that and deal with it 
in ways that we can kind of reduce that tension. And oftentimes, just taking a deep breath and being able to breathe helps to kind of reduce that tension, um, as well as sometimes just kind of picking up a phone and, and talking with a friend or a family member and just talking not to have someone fix it for us, but to have someone just listen and understand. And the more we feel understood, that in and of itself reduces anxiety and reduces stress. We no longer feel so alone and isolated. We feel more connected. And that's part of what is so important right now because of this physical distancing and not being able to be close to people and friendships the way we had before. We need to maintain those social and emotional connections. And whether it be, you know, through a Zoom kind of connection or kind of getting our friends together and, and having a glass of wine and just sharing things, um, going for a run, um, getting involved in more mindful practices, um, journaling. You know, we do a lot where when we write things down, it gives us more opportunity to think about it and reflect on it. And it's much more organizing. So then we can make a plan as to how we want to deal with it. And although all these things going on around us, we really can't control what's happening around us. But what we can do is we can control what we do. And that's what we really need to be aware of, is that we do have control over our own actions and our own behavior. Such good advice, even as, as a parent. Um, such great advice for all of us in the system who are supporting teachers at home in our role. Um, how often do we forget to take that breath, too? I appreciate that you started with that. That's such a big piece um, in those strategies. I also hear you emphasizing relationships. And yes. I know that a lot of folks are doing that with Zoom and they're doing um, walks and talks where they can go walking and talking to a friend and really putting that investment into relationships. I hear you also highlighting that as well. Right. Relationships are so important um, because, again, it gives us that connection, kind of that feedback, not feeling so isolated and alone um, and really maintaining um, you know, our friendships and, and connections, uh, that, that's really central in terms of helping us uh, deal with our, with our feelings and our anxieties. Thank you for sharing about what we're thinking about for uh, our teachers and our system. Is there anything else you would like to share about the Excel program, which we will link as well after it, during well, this podcast? One of the things that, you know, we have learned and, and through our own research and through practice is that when we're able to really help both the adult and, and the child start to become more aware and understanding of their own emotions, this is what Excel begins to do. It really has, it's a program helping the teacher as well as the child begin to recognize label their emotions, like what am I feeling, understanding 
where that feeling is coming from, what's causing me to feel this way, making that connection, and then being able to learn how to really express how one is feeling in more constructive ways and manage the intensity, whether it is you know, a negative emotion, a positive emotion, really being able to learn how to manage that. We see how important and helpful it is in order to allow children, once their emotions are really regulated and managed, then all that energy is freed up for them to focus and attend and problem solve, persist in the face of frustration, learn, you know, and this is what we're hoping to see happen. And this is what we see in terms of our program is that when we're able to, again, help teachers begin to do that, then they become much more available to really engage in very successful ways and joyful ways um, with the children that they are teaching. And, and that is so important because, you know, it's, it's a reminder to teachers why they got into this profession to begin with, because of the joy that they experience in working with children and helping them grow and develop and learn. And that's so important to keep in mind, even during these really difficult times, why you got into this field to begin with and how important and central teachers are in the lives of children. And again, not just for their learning, but also, you know, for their development socially, because, you know, classrooms are very social places and children need that guidance in terms of engaging in inappropriate ways and helpful ways um, in terms of friendships, things of this sort. So all of these things are really important in you know, what we do in terms of Excel and helping teachers develop these, these tools and these skills. And what we see is that their tension and their anxiety and stress really diminish and their joy and engagement really increase. Um, and they feel really energized to be able to offer what's so important for the children to continue to thrive and flourish. Great point. Great points for us as parents at home trying to support those teachers doing this. Great points for our learners. Um, I know a lot of our teachers are sometimes put in the place of having to even provide this for the families and the adults who are on those calls with their children and having those questions. So having these strategies, you can see the wide range and different stakeholders that could benefit from that. So I so appreciate you bringing that and sharing that resource. I know many will look forward to finding out more which we will share after this. Thank you so much for your time and conversation oh, today much. and the work you're doing. Well, it's been a joy being here and, and, and having this conversation about how important teachers are, not only in terms of the lives of children and families, but for themselves as well. Thank you. Thank you. A big thanks to Dr. Hausman for joining us on this week's episode. We appreciate her continued contributions to the field of mental health and well-being. For more on Learners in the Brain, check out episode 202 with neuroscientist Jared Cooney Horvath. And don't forget to rate and review the show and tell your friends about it. That's it for today, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. This is Jessica signing out.